Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Episode one, the match show. <laughs> Warhammer. Oh, you bet oh, Warhammer's gonna happen on this so podcast. So much Warhammer. That's right. That's why it's the match show right yeah. now. If if you're should if I you're leave set, and come back then? You yeah. didn't even fucking go. No, I didn't. But I was there in huh. spirit. In spirit. Yeah. <laughs> why, why didn't you go? Actually, I was there. The Emperor protects. He was there guiding me towards Las Vegas Open. You didn't even know about any of this Warhammer stuff. Why did you go? It was cool. I wanted to see the figs. I wanted to see the painting. The aesthetic yeah, is really, really cool. Gothic science fiction, as yes. some people generically big time, put it. Big time. It was, and it was very cool. And it was just tens of thousands of millions of people and stuff. I like the pretty dollhouses. Dude, the, the human tech from 41st Millennium, it's basically spaceship cathedrals. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh. Big, massive ones with 10,000 people on them. Yeah. yeah. That's what she said. Mm. They don't even know how they work. They're just like, it's green and it powers the ship. Pray to the Omnisci. That's all you need, man. <laughs> yeah. Welcome all to right. Geek Shock, number 475, 25 away from 500. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Maple Leaf. Matt. And we're here talking LVO 2019. What is LVO, Matt? Las Vegas Open. You're right, it is. What else is it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and how did you enjoy that going to it? That was the question. How did you enjoy going to it? I didn't go. Why not? I forgot all about it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Until I got the text, I'm like, oh, that's today. Okay. Well, that looks cool. Wasn't it three, wasn't it three days worth of? <laughs> it was three days. Three days worth of not just Warhammer, but tabletop war games, the most popular ones as of now. That's uh that that seems to change every every now and then, but people were still playing Risk. No, are you no, serious? No, Risk? No, 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 nobody was playing. There were no Risk. games I recognized. Risk is Not our a business. <laughs> we're gonna take a little chunk of this to talk LVO because yeah, three of us went. Um, Sh- should I? Four leave of us back? cared, and Jeff, yes. you're just gonna have to just sit in your own little zone for a little bit. That's okay. Right. When football's back, Jeff will be back. Exactly. Jeff, you can go in the wear and look at the pictures I posted. This is our time. Okay. Our time down here. That was oh. their time. Their time up there. Their time there. Yeah. That time that. So yeah, I went to all three days of LVO. Had a marvelous time. the 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 thing about LVO, it's not f- for like casual. People, it's not for any of us. No, I was, I was, I was overwhelmed, with, and I was, I was only there for about an hour. Um, this quickly I would, overwhelming. I would, I would have been there longer, but I got called into work. So, <laughs> if you're going to LVO to compete, that's pretty much all you're doing. The hobby classes are kind of for like uh, this is for the other ten percent that are going there to explore their their hobby roots and make that part of their lives better. Because when you take the hobby classes, I think the, I took two, and there were 11 people in the one that was most attended that I went to. Uh, the Games Workshop ones tend to be a bit more attended. And hobby classes are? Hobby classes are painting minifigs and dioramas and that sort of thing. So you were doing a bonus level of paint your minis. 
I, dude, I leveled up this week. Woo-hoo! I learned shading techniques I knew existed and couldn't figure out, and now I know how they work. Yeah. And knowing is half the battle. And, then, and they weren't small classes. The first one was three hours. The second one was four. Wow. So they aren't short. The um, there was an Oscar nomination for Painter Minis, like starring Clint Eastwood, right? Yes, in the seventies. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and wow. uh, super long. Yeah, there's a paint your wagon joke, and I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Wow, I, I was waiting for you to get upset about that, Andy. I was a surprise. <laughs> the only worthwhile song in that show is ta- "I Talk to the Trees." The rest of it can just fuck off because they never listen to you, anyways. <laughs> I tried to watch Paint Your Wagon. Don't. I, I've never Cat watched Baloo's it. Cat is much better. Uh. But, yes, going back. <laughs> Warhammer, Warhammer, Warhammer. Yeah, Matt's sitting there looking lost. Like They're talking about ancient American movies. I, I, I don't. If you're going to LVO, you are going there to compete. And 75% of you are competing in either Warhammer 40K or Warhammer Fantasy, which is called Age of Sigmar. Oh, my. That was cool. And that is what you do that week, because all of Friday and Saturday are taken up by six competition games, and the top few of those then go on to compete on Sunday. So Sunday, you might have your time free if you've lost, because otherwise, that's all you're doing, game after game after game, break, game after game after game, that's it. Now, I was there Sunday afternoon. Yes. And about, eh... About half the tables were empty? Yes. Was that because I was there Sunday afternoon or were half the tables empty the whole time? No, that's because you were there Sunday afternoon. Okay, so, the, so those tables are all full at some point. Set, uh, Friday and Saturday are preliminaries, mm-hmm. and so everything is full. Wow. What you saw on Sunday were the top of the top fighting for the top spots. If you had stayed until like 11 p.m., you'd have seen nothing there. Yes. Hey, good point. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that goes for every day of the <laughs> There were other games going on, Malifaux, Guild Ball, Blood Bowl, and games. Blood Bowl is fun. I, I had a team of uh, Skaven. Skaven are rat That's, people. Yeah, right. uh, Blood Bowl, if you're not familiar, is a much smaller tabletop mini-war game and that it's American football. Yes. So you have a team of, like, ten miniatures, maybe even including cheerleaders. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, one, one of them is your coach. You actually have to have a space for your coach. Yes. Too, so. so it has its own uh, own set of yeah football battle it's rules. It's a lot of fun. You would like that, Kay. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I, uh, dude, I recently downloaded the Bella cheat and I've been winning games and people <laughs> hate me. <laughs> so you know, I I'm actually I'm shunned in Vegas. I can't play anymore. That's yeah, it's easy to do. I know. Yeah. You know, I just I just go to bed looking at my six rings, going yeah. Snapping your fingers occasionally. Uh, Um, Batman Year One. That Batman-based minigame. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was was interesting to see. My favorite still was the Doctor Who skirmish game (laughs) because it's like Doctor Who skirmish. I mean, I figured you have to explain that one. you, you You better have a war doctor fig. Mm. And you put that down, and the other guy just concedes because, you know, <laughs> war done. So the clearly bo- by showing up Sunday afternoon, I missed a lot of variety. Yeah. I was seeing yeah. a lot of the very similar setups out yeah. there. Okay. Did Golden Demon have a presence at all? No? No. Uh, 
they tend to do that the only one, at yeah, yeah that's okay. uh, at Not Nova. Either. They do that at uh, in a couple of weeks is the big one in Minnesota. Okay, Golden Demon. Golden Demon is the big Warhammer run by Games Workshop painting competition. Oh, the Golden Demon Award, right? Yes. Okay, yes. there were there were a couple guys. Well, one of the pa- your painter, one of your painter guys, was a Golden Demon. The second class that I took on brush skills was taught by Andy Wardle. He has won fourteen Golden Demons. He's from Bath, England. He was very happy to be there because he is now traveling the world to teach his skills. So many British accents there. Okay, so he's the one who got the award for that Campbell's soup can. No, that's Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Wardle. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, it's just Andy's it was pissed. A, it was I'm, I'm like, cutting him off. Like, it wow. Just, however, just become his Wardle enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Wardle combat. Oh, oh, my God, Andy. You're losing it. You're losing it. He's so happy. You gave it all the cake. <laughs> I'm just happy to see him smiling. <laughs> um, it, it was fun the first day. Because I got to hang around with Commander K and yeah. say, now look over here at, that this exists. He'd already looked at stuff. So by the time I got there, after I parked at free parking way over in the north side of town and took the monorail down. Monorail. And, and then took the walk into Bally's, which is probably about the same length as a walk <laughs> just straight from the Westgate where I parked to Bally's. Uh, then I finally got in there. He found me, and he's like, oh, look at this. And over here they got So what you're saying, the free parking wasn't worth it. <laughs> you know what? Dude, it, it, the parking is ample. Is fucked Jeff, up. Jeff, you would have loved it? It's super expensive is it's what it super, is. The, the convention prices are fucked up, yep. yeah. which is a story Andy and I will get to later on because there's a little parking tie-in. Mm. Oh, something. wait, you're taking over Jeff's spot. Everyone's just, taking over everyone's I know. spot. Why I know. didn't you just park at Planet Hollywood and walk? It would have been a lot quicker. Oh, here we uh, go, folks. I don't know. Do they have free parking? Yes. Yeah, they do. All right, it's hard they, to know anymore. Yeah, they didn't They didn't show on the free parking list I Googled. So That's because Besides, you're... you talked about Westgate dun, dun, we dun. talked about parking. Uh, I had actually talked about MGM because he was going to take you to MGM and then you guys ride the monorail. Monorail. Yeah, but I said I, I was going to ride separately. He, he didn't yeah, want to be hooked K, to me the whole K, day. That no, K shuns no, no. anything MGM, okay? Just remember that. Well, there's that too. Oh. But also, that and MGM charges, so I'm no longer yes. free. Besides, I think me and a whole day of LVO would have been insufferable for K, so it's probably a best <laughs> oh, choice. That. Dude, by the time I left that first day, I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we were in that seminar oh, room and people in the hallway, <laughs> I mean, you, both times I close the door because at some, one point I'm like, I'm going to fucking start killing people. <laughs> and I get up and close the door. I mean, he, Adam was really patient just talking through all that shit but i was just sitting there i want to i want to hurt people i want to see pain I, now he's talking about suffering a seminar that we went to adam smasher also known as uncle adam uh from tabletop minions youtube channel that is about tabletop wargaming and especially for those who are just new into the hobby he is a great introduction to the hobby of tabletop wargaming so something you might look up if you're interested but he did two seminars on 
doing YouTube channels, especially for tabletop gaming. YouTubing! See, yeah. back when I was big into the painting, it was just like you put on your base coat, you put on your top coat, then you dry brush, you're done. <laughs> yeah. That was essentially... It ain't that anymore. That was essentially the 440K painting that I remember. Now it's like gloss paint, uh, this paint, you got this paint, and I'm like, all this is a money grab. <laughs> Well, it depends how into the hobby you yeah. are. Oh. I still, I, I haven't succeeded yet because I'm trying to talk Todd into, he's got to figure out how to do digital camouflage because uh, that's oh. the next step. Nope. Not gonna. <laughs> nope. And I said, what? What's so tough? You take some fishing line, right? Cut off a tip and then you just sit there. Dip, tap, dip, tap, dip, tap. Well, <laughs> nope. Why don't, why don't you do it? Me? Yeah. I don't have the patience for that shit. <laughs> okay. Dude, I was ready to kill people after three hours in that fucking hall. I'm going to sit at a table with a fig and paint it? The whole thing was inspiring. I, as of today, now have a thousand-point list ready to go. Oh, you son of a bitch. It is no ready. Man, I uh... have an army. thousand points ready to fight. Yes, Andy. What do you, what do you got it, over there? I know you want to fucking say something. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you got over there, man? <laughs> like 500 points. And and the <laughs> sad a... thing is is playing by tournament rules, he can't even use that because it, no. it's not in three colors. Oh, that's right. And tournament rules, you have to have 2,000 points. So, either way. We're both screwed. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, but, but wait, he'll hit have, that 2,000. But I have enough for a game, so I'm going to start uh, start playing. Okay, so you're gonna be hanging. You're gonna be the guy hanging out at your your stomping around there at at uh, war game. I found your replacement. I found a person at work oh that has a thousand God. points worth of army yeah. that is willing to fight me. We might fight wow. this week, wait, and if not, then wait. next. What does this do to our Gloomhaven game? It does nothing to our Gloomhaven. Okay. That's still okay on on that's table. All right, that's proper table. This is something I'll be able to do now and again. Because when you're scooping up some some time for, well, let's face it, both of them are about three hour long mm, endeavor. Yeah. So you know what, Jesus, Geek Shock's got to get that Twitch channel going so we can stream your Warhammer games. Mm. And, and my crying, I don't know the rules yeah, yet. There you go. It's actually very Avatar. popular on uh, Twitch. Oh, when geez. They get going. In fact, oh, they sure. uh, the final TV people I'd were there. It. Yeah, yeah, the Warhammer TV people were there. They yeah. uh, they live streamed the final b- battle between the two Warhammer 40k guys. And what were the guy armies? from England, guy from the U.S. What were the armies? The armies were, uh, if I saw right, because I was watching them play, were Dukari, and it looked like Imperium, which is just regular humans, not Space Marines. So Imperial Guard. Imperial Guard. But it's actually now they changed the name because it's longer Imperial Guard because right. that's just dumb. And Drukari is not, dark space elves. It's dumb. I know. Yeah. Sure. No, it's not dumb. It's awesome. Imperial oh. Guard is awesome. But now it's like Adeptus Military. Whatever oh, the fuck it that. Is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. No. I'm dark serious. Space I've elves, seen like Adeptus Military. Yeah. Horum or something, something like that. Yeah yeah. 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 But before those guys were just called the Imperial Guard, and that's like you're going against the Imperial Guard. <laughs> well, it's just well, it's how he said it. I think. Yeah. 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 The Imperial Guard. Yeah. Well, I- the Emperor protects. Here's your last gun and your flak jacket. Go up against an eight-foot space marine. Oh, the Emperor protects. Charge! And they did get fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so this is annual. Or? This is annual. Okay. So this will be back again next year. Cool. I may uh, go Andy on might an er- go on Friday. I might go on an earlier day. Yeah. Uh, well, that- I was. I was. The freaking magazine has been eating up my life the oh, last sure. couple of days, couple of weeks. Really, so, magazine? Yeah. 
Adepticon is the, the next big one. It's like three wow. weeks away. And that's where here? the Golden Brush, that's the big American painting competition. And I do think Golden, golden Brush? Are, yeah. There's two the, Goldens? Uh, yeah. Golden Brush is the American, and Golden Demon is the European okay, England, yeah. basically. Oh. Uh, Spelt, you know, the demon ridiculous way. The big award. Oh, Canadian? A-E, no, A-E-M-O-N. Yeah. No. The big award that they had was sitting on a table. They had all the bunch of the little ones, but they had the big one in the back. And the big was, trophy. It was so gorgeous. It's I that, wanted that so much. You know. Green Space Marine Elvis. It right. fucking better be at a fig convention if you have a shitty trophy sure you should be ashamed of yourself (laughs) and i think the warhammer i think the winner gets four thousand dollars and a whole bunch of other prizes and such so So that'll buy like three figs something like that yeah yeah or or well custodes army yeah i really really got off on the uh the little uh, as i was saying the dollhouses but all the little the little sets and stuff i thought were amazing yeah Yeah. uh particularly there was one that was off in the um in the uh, uh, retail section over there, there was one that had a mirrored thing that had uh, oh lights. Yeah, it's so like, yeah. That, like a sci-fi industrial thing, right? But because it was it was, it was mirrors, it was the double mirror things, so it gives the impression of a create that infinity well exactly. And uh, apparently, there was a kid there that like thought it was witchcraft. He was like staring at, it, trying to figure out how how it worked and trying to get underneath it. Nice, spooky man. Yeah, very Logan's Run. Yeah. But there was a whole bunch of, of new games trying to get started. There was a Roman Coliseum game. I saw the Roman Coliseum game. That was back in the sell, the purchasing area. The the vendor, I like that area. idea. Just just hearing that. So what? You like one fig against one fig, like gladiator rules. I, I think like three in your group. There was a pit in the middle too. If I, remember. I like that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I like that. Idea. And they had like the game. They had like the the game you would buy sitting there. But they also had a sculpted Coliseum that was the same specs. So yeah, you play within a very specific small area, mm-hmm. very few figures, and I think the starter boxes were like twenty five bucks, thirty yeah. bucks, so they weren't too expensive for, for what, minis. What were the games uh, in the the big back room that had like a whole bunch of like weird airplane type things that were? Was that more Warhammer or? There is air units in Warhammer Forty K. I, I honestly, I don't know where, which one you're referring to because there is a game that they were showing off that was all World War Two style. Air combat. Yeah, it kind of had a World War II look to it, a lot of it, but it not was, quite. But if it was back in the big rooms, like, and there are multiple tables of it, uh, that was Warhammer 40K. That? Uh, that was Warhammer 40K, sir. All right. <laughs> For our viewers out there, yeah. Andy showed them a picture. The pictures are pic- on Shock Monkey's Lair. You can hunt it down. Yeah. That, they. Had, Let me guess. Samantha them's, and, like, them's Imperial playing. shit. Yeah. 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 So like it was tanks. it was a great time, and I feel I have grown as in the hobby. I feel more connected to it because it is quite a community. Did you talk? And hobby wise, I've I feel really lifted. Did you did you bond with anybody? Did you talk to anybody? Or were you just like lurking around the edges, staring at things? Both. Uh, I spent a good amount of time lurking because I don't want to interrupt anybody playing. But when they weren't playing, yeah, I was I was picking some brains. I even uh, got to uh, sample a bit of Malifaux 3rd Edition and their other side game, which is the army version of Malifaux. Malifaux oh. is the one with the creepy... Horror Victorian I saw the sign. Steampunk. I didn't see anything. The mod, a lot of them must have been packed away by the time I got there. Yes. If you came on Sunday, Malifaux was done. Yeah. 
Torgo stepping out of his comfort zone and talking to people at a con. Crazy, dude. I know. Man, it was Crazy. insane. The guy was a social butterfly. It was, he it found was his tribe. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. But I won't go on any more about it unless you got more guys want to keep talking. Well, just uh, you know, salute to. I loved your uh, observation of ninety-seven percent, three percent. Oh, ninety-seven percent male. Yeah, three percent women, but an mm-hmm. impressive three percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, it's nice to see. Uh, yeah, and um, although some of the battle garb, some of the players, <laughs> uh, they dressed up while they're. Well, kind of dressed down. There were some people that were dressing to distract. Oh. oh. There, were, there were some people there that were trying to find any way they could find that edge against their opponent. So, yeah, there was a there's dude a, in a stretch guy, pants. He had uh, spandex, red spandex, Warhammer-themed stretch pants. stretch pants. And that was it. No shirt. Yeah. And he, and he wasn't the most... And with his gut, yeah, he wasn't the most athletic human being. And it was really funny because I, they, I took, pants. I took a picture of their table. I did not take a picture of him. Coward. But, but I was just like, uh, "You guys mind if I take a picture?" And he's like, "No, man, go ahead." I mean, he's mobbing for I you. I could have like. sat there. Cl- yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, Yikes! I saw, I saw a dude in a sheer black dress. Are you fucking big bushy beard? <laughs> What the hell's wrong with you people? God damn it. These are competitive motherfuckers. I'm they really are there to play and win. They have min-maxed their armies to be the cutthroat thing that they are. I'm really sorry. I missed Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Matt, don't just, just you know, stuff a sock down your pants. You'll mm. be fine. Oh, okay. You know? Now, I, I promised myself if I bought a game, it would be something small, something self-contained. It wouldn't be something that I'd be spending armies on the line. So I did buy a game there called Rumble Slam, mm. the game of fantasy wrestling. Ooh. <laughs> and I dem- demoed it there. It was a lot of fun. It's uh, it's five-on-five Royal Rumble where you're trying to throw the other opponents out of the ring. So five, ten-people game or... Uh, 10 mini game, ah, two person game. Gotcha. Although you can do multiple people into a super royal rumble of multiple teams, they it has this whole fluff. When you hear the word fluff, that means that's the fiction behind the oh, this mechanics. So this is not a Kickstarter, right? It's all available. Oh yeah, it's all it's all out there. It's and they have multiple teams. They have expanded rules with referees, and if you want to play traditional pinning, there's rules for that. I also bought a deck of cards which adds random elements oh, to nice. the fight, and so oh. it's something that can be played just with everything in the box without expanding it further. Uh, I gotta say, having gone to the thing and seeing what the you know the, what was left of it, I totally get it. I understand why they're into it. I understand what they do. I enjoyed watching it. I have no interest in getting involved. Oh, yeah. It's either something that calls to you or just screams, go away. Yeah. What, Andy? You're not interested in Warhammer the Gathering? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I did buy that. It's called Champions. It's a, it's a card game you based did buy on, that? on uh, Age of Sigmar. <laughs> Uh, yeah. A hard game based on that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You bought that. I did. I sat and demoed it and said, this is a fantastic game. I'm buying oh it Oh, my God. That's nice. Well, what's cool about that game is that it's when you buy your deck, you can then get the app game, scan right. your deck into your phone, and play your deck against other people. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I kind of like that aspect of it. Hmm. What other geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? <laughs> I went to the uh, Steampunk Valentine's train ride. 
And what is that? It's people get dressing up in steampunk and going on the train ride out of Boulder City. How long is that train ride? Um, it's about um, about an hour. An hour of steampunk Go, train goes goodness. up and goes back. Well, we actually quite a bit. Well, we actually longer for us because uh, the train they couldn't get it started. In fact, one of the steampunks uh, was, was also- theme oriented. Like there's a guy like shoveling coal and shit. No. Uh, <laughs> um, one of the steampunks was set to go and couldn't have because he actually works there, and so he ended up showing up with his work clothes and fixing the train. Uh, and then they they ended up switching trains. Well, thank goodness he was there. Exactly, but um, yeah. So they it took so long to get it going, they delayed it. So we actually hung it. They just having a ten o'clock one. They just skipped the ten o'clock one and went to the eleven thirty one. So we were there for a fair amount of while, hanging out in our steampunk thing, hanging out and catching up. It was fun. Um, the it's the Las Vegas Steampunk Tea Society, which steampunk tea which society just sort of <laughs> sort of been drifting apart. Uh, there's new blood in it, and it's revitalized. And I think we're going to see a lot of steampunk events in the next. Uh, oh, wonderful! Of years. Keep yeah, us abreast yeah. on the steampunk Absolutely. tea well, society. Well, two weeks from now, the steampunk ball at the Millennium Fandom Bar. The steampunk ball at the where? Millennium yeah. Fandom Bar. Of course. There's your 20 bucks right yep. there. And I think we're actually <laughs> going to get together and go to Bonnie Springs during the day before the ball because Bonnie Springs is closing. God damn it. Not happy about it. No, no one in Vegas is. Still never been the there. I'm, I'm hoping to go soon so I can Well, you better go quick. It, <laughs> it doesn't close till what, May? Uh, they keep moving the date around. I would go sooner than later. I would go tomorrow. Okay. Well, I, I had a trip planned. The plans fell through. So it's you know. planned to go there and eat. The food is not great, but it's not awful. It's bar food. <laughs> it's bar. What food. a what a glowing recommendation! <laughs> but you need there. to go there to get a drink. You need to go to the, see the bar, and you know you need to go to the, use the urinal. You need to go to the bar, use the urinal, and check out the museum. Mm-hmm. The museum in there is fantastic. It must go see it. <laughs> I plan on it. <laughs> don't try. Don't expect to be impressed, but go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. Probably should explain to people who aren't in Vegas what Bonnie Springs Bonnie is. Bonnie Springs is a old western ghost town that turned... That it never was a never real was town. a real... It's a fake western town that was stocked with actors to recreate old west fun. Yeah. Kind of a stunt show, too. A little yeah. tourist trappy, but way outside so of Vegas fights, and out in the middle whores, of the... Whorehouse. Out in the middle of the Saloon. desert. Not quite. Oh. Well, that's not the true Western. Public executions. Okay. The, um, the odd Indian raid? No? And a really good Halloween attraction. Oh, yeah. I, I never went, but I heard it was amazing. It was fantastic. Probably the second best one. In fact, last year it probably was the best one since we, they closed down the, the Circus Circus one. Listen, I want full scalping. I want... <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you have to pay extra, but sure. Okay. And they had a little themed motel. Which you could choose your your themed sweets, right? And so, then sort you of the, get a, the cheap ass version of the Madonna Inn. Yes, yeah. And then you get up early in the morning, go horseback riding. It yeah. Was, and they had a weird little zoo. You know, you, you know the where it came from. The whole what, what they started that from the zoo? Bonnie, the actual Bonnie, the Bonnie uh, this Bonnie Springs is named after. No, I don't know what Bonnie Springs. She is was, named uh, after. I believe, if I'm getting the story right, she was a showgirl. Okay. And she opened it up uh, late fifties, I think. Uh, and it was the hot spot for after-hour stuff. That's where like, all the performers would go hang out after. So it was a hot spot at one point. That would have been long. That would have been way out of the city. It would have been. My God. It was. Yeah. 
Because, I, I mean, it's already way out past Red Rock Canyon yep. and out in... It's annoyingly far. Yeah. So I can't imagine back in the 50s how outside of town that was. But, I mean, when that was... I mean, that was probably was built after they started closing down ones on the Strip. Because there used to be, like, old Western attractions like that on the Strip. Was there? Yeah. Don't know anything about that. Uh, the old Rancho actually had that kind of stuff going on. There was... Did a, they? I remember um, the old Rancho. The Hacienda and... Yeah, that one was very Western themed. Well, they had themes, but I mean, but no, but I meant like they. There's pictures of that, the old hacienda with like horses and cowboys and yep. stuff. So they were they were basically glorified dude ranches. The first casinos here. I like it. Yeah. What well, else you do, guys? Um, uh, we watch a little more of, uh, of uh, Power Man of not Power Man, I love, uh, Power Iron, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Power Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Oh. Kay watched it twice because I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> that, that was great. We picked up where we left off, and Andy's like, "Wait, wait, wait! How those two? How do those two know each other?" And I'm like, "Don't you remember the blah blah blah? What? Okay, well, remember when such and such happened, and then blah blah blah? What?" Oh my God! And so had we had to go back a full episode. I probably fell asleep and lost about a half hour of it without. <laughs> I you didn't know, even know. Another, another this guy. Every car, every t- every game session is like, okay, this is your character, and you can do yeah, this, this, and this. This is how you play. Oh no, no, that's a D twenty. Uh, no, another glowing Andy review. Yeah. Oh. But it, um, yeah, it's it's moving along. Imperial Salt, this guy. Yeah. Every single time, he's like, "What? What can I do? You're a sniper, <laughs> dude. Okay, you need to stay away from Warhammer." <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I could tell. Yeah. Yeah, Imperial Salt is is you're asking rules questions. No, he's not really asking rules questions. He's just asking Forgetting what he can how, do. How his character can. Yeah. It's how you lose the LVO, man. Yeah. Um. You watch, did you watch Logan's Run? Did I come down and catch you watching Logan's Run in the middle of the night? Yes. Professor Biggs got me like, I want to check this out. It's been forever since I watched this. So I watched it right up to when Logan, just before Logan and Jessica run into box. Mm. Is it everything you wanted it to be? It kind of is what I remembered. It's really funny because I love the whole 1970s, this is what a future city will be like. You know, that or Conquest of the Planet of the Apes or, you know, all those future, you know. There is no renewal. And, uh, yeah. Aerosol is alive. You know, it was was funny because I'm watching it. And while I'm watching it, I'm also thinking about Andy's review of the book. And I'm just thinking about the things that they changed, the stuff that they kept, the big changes they made. I mean, Sandman, which is the guys who execute runners, actually has a real meaning in the book, whereas in the movie, it's just kind of a holdover that doesn't really pertain to anything. Um, And then the changes in the characters, which really freaked me out. So I finally was like, fuck it, and I got the book on Kindle, and I read the first couple chapters. Uh, I'm actually astounded, and I actually kind of like the prose. Yeah. I think it's rather, it's rather, you know, I'm used to '60s science fiction novels having a standard of prose that you know we're not, shall we say, used to. Sure, and, that's but, a good way of putting but it. But Logan's Run, actually, Nolan 
and uh, the the other the other guy I can't remember his name. Remind me what my review was. Was I was I kind? You were kind, but you I haven't gotten to it yet. I mean, I've seen one or two. You were really freaked out about because the the age of renewal is twenty one. Right. The child sex kind of freaked you. That's right. And and so it was, as it should. You know. Um. So it was sort of like, yeah. But I was reading it. Because I did pick up a hint of disapproval from you, like you know what's 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 being promoted here, but I'm already taking it as a sign of the decadence of that civilization. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like super, it's it's super dec. It's funny because in in many ways it's the Republican nightmare, <clears throat> right? Of uh, AOC's Green New Deal. Because, you know, you, you don't really work. You have everything you need. If you want to do drugs, Heaven you can do we have that. drugs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and <clears throat> so, but, you know, the movie, the movie, I, I could see what people talk. It's really funny because I'm looking at the It's what everyone on Earth does that doesn't enter Starfleet. Yeah, really. Yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Also, the book is the whole world. You got characters talking about, oh yeah, when I was in Japan, blah blah blah, and right. da, da, da. and it's like, wow, the whole dome city climate thing is that that isn't there. So, and there's a series That's of a good books. Comparison. Did you like mention that? that? I didn't realize there was. There, there was more than one Logan's Run book. Nolan wrote Logan's Run, Logan's Run. I, I think Logan's Run Aftermath. Uh, Logan's Run. Logan's Walk. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> Logan's, Logan's Jog. Walker. You know, it actually there. He wrote he wrote a series of books. I didn't know. And that. it's a it. Uh, the first book is about uh, Logan and Jessica going to the sanctuary, which apparently is a it's space a colony around Mars. But then they have to come back to Earth, and so the subsequent books are further adventures on Earth. It's really, it it it's. I was just like, holy shit! I've never been so interested in Logan's Run, dude. I did not. I had no concept whatsoever that there was the friggin' series of books, and the guy was writing. I mean, it's not a huge series, five, a oh. half dozen, or something. Okay, but he was actually involved in some Logan's Run project when he died in 2015. Wow! So, wow! He died 2015. He's died 2015. Oh uh, yeah! Wow! Mm. Yeah, that's what I read. Wow! You think you would have mentioned? It. I think I met him in 2014. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't sure? do it. Sure, likely story. Did you? Yeah, he was at KillerCon. That's when I met Brian Keane. Oh, no fucking way! Yeah. Sure, he died 2015. I got his autograph on my Kindle. Con. Oh wow! He had nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Wait, at KillerCon. Wait, wait a wait a minute. How do you get an autograph on Kindle? They just bright on your screen. You turn the Kindle around and you. Oh, on yep. the back? Yeah. Actually, I think he signed my, my Kindle holder. I'm going to... He's probably my like, My Kindle's is... like full up with autographs. I have to put it in like a shadow box now. Yeah. <laughs> Sell it on eBay. It's worth something now. <laughs> I've got R.L. Stein on there. I oh, got, my God. Uh, uh, Morel on there. You need, to, you need to meet Stein and so he can who, die. And then... Who was the first author you got signed on your Kindle? Uh, that would be Brian Keane. Was he like, what he the He was the fuck? first... Because I brought... I kindled there. What was his reaction signed. though when you gave him the Kindle, not a book? Was well, he was, like, what the fuck? Okay, what's this is funny the time. Is that he wasn't put off by it. It was F. Paul Wilson that was. He's the writer of the Repairman Jack series, uh, the Tomb, a uh, lot of 
medical horror in the 80s. So when I presented it to him, he was like, what is this? Why am I signing the back of this? And Brian Keene was the one assuring him. He's like, yeah, all the the young people are doing it. You'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. So I watched uh, two uh, James Bond movies I hadn't seen. Which two? Uh, There's a bunch in the middle I missed. Uh, I thought I'd seen all the... uh, Everything up to Roger Moore's end, and uh, but I I forgotten that I had not seen um, uh, Live or Let Die. Live or Let Die, yeah. Um, Live wow, let die. one of the best James Bond intros. What? Oh, it, it's it's a it is a perfect Roger Moore James Bond movie. But yeah. oh my god, it is like attempt at making a James Bond black exploitation film, and it is bizarre. It's, yeah. it's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, yeah. It is. It's it it runs the edge. It's yeah. a it's a little. It gets uncomfortable. It does. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Bond and blackface. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's, it's funny because I, I'm as I'm as oh come on take things into context as much as anybody is. But wow, you know, it's worse yeah. than Sean Connery. Like oh my god, slapping the women around oh, and shit like that. Oh, dude. It, there's no slapping women around, but it, it, the, the the black cabbie where he's like, there's an extra 20 bucks if you follow that car. For 20 bucks, I'll take y'all to a Ku Klux Klan rally. It's <laughs> <Just> like, ow, <laughs> ow, it's, ow, it's ow, ow, ow. It is, it is over the top. It is, uh, oh, it, is, yeah. it, it, is it is a time capsule of its time. It really is. <laughs> It really is. Did it you is. love the Bayou Boat Chase? I, that, that's the only thing I'd seen. I'd seen the Bayou Boat Chase on something. Somebody there was some compilation of chase scenes or something. So that I'd seen, and it is amazing. That is that is absolutely one of the best chase scenes. Well, that ever. was one of the cool things about it is realizing, you know, these 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 stunts are all stunts. Right. This is all practical. And yeah. I mean, when you watch the older Bonds, you. Keep in mind that that shit is all practical because the, they're pulling yeah, out some shit. The car stuff yeah. is, yeah, yeah all the yeah. stuff where they got the boats going across the ground too. That's yeah, amazing. <laughs> Goes across the ground and in back into the water and yep. continues on. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many boats they destroyed doing yeah. that. I bet oh, quite a fan few. boats or whatever. Though, yeah. And the other yeah. one I saw was um, it was a Pierce Brosnan one. Die another day. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that was fine. Goldeneye. No, the Die Another Day, right? Die Another Day was not fine. That the one was, with Halle, Halle Berry. That was the final. Yeah, that was the Halle Berry one. That so was the guy the with final. the diamond, diamonds in his face? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That was the final. Should have been the title, Diamond Face. Yeah. Okay, so I'm curious what you hated about it. <laughs> it was, even though the more stuff I love, there's something about the cheesiness of that one and the over-the-topness that that wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. I, th- I think I, I think it was the, the mixture of the the cheesy over the topness and the slickness of that one as the aesthetic that I just couldn't. It's yeah. It's jar it's with it. They established with Goldeneye trying to be a more quote unquote realistic Bond, mm-hmm. and then moving forward like with like the stunts and the you know the different situations that he gets into, and then you get to die another day. And it goes mix of that seriousness with goofball supreme nuts. goofball over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when he's parasailing on the wave and right. it just looks goddamn fake, 
I mean, it just it that was that was one of the things that really got me. Hmm. And then, of course, the the whole cargo plane crashing into the the giant heat ray. You know, that's a bunch of mirrors reflecting the sun into a heat ray. Yep. That was a really end. thick heat ray. Yeah, because that fight it's took a while. I was like, like a quarter, quarter mile wide. <laughs> well, they're probably flying along with the moving heat ray. There you, there go. you go. There you go. <laughs> Good work, Andy. Yeah, I get my no prize. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that 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 was one of the the harder ones for me to watch because it, it I remember watching going and uh, watching it and going, yeah. What was the point of that it. heat ray just to clear out the minefield? That was it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many more well, practical but, easier but ways. But it was also an indefensible weapon that yeah. he had total control over. Uh, oh, know, that, that nobody, was yeah. That was, was no, I remember right off the bat when they're talking about we've got our hovercrafts who can fly over the mines. Like that's not how hovercrafts work. They still yeah. put down force. Well, it, they were. Supposedly, there's a MythBusters where they were addressing that, and I really? never did get to see the end of that one. Oh. With, oh, with the hovercraft ro- rolling over, um, they made some fake mines that, you know, they were going to fly over with their um, hovercraft, and I never did get to see the end of that episode, no. so I didn't know whether it was busted or not. But we'll have to find out. Anyways, there's a bunch of bonds on uh, Netflix now, so. Yeah, I checked out yeah, a couple right. or 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 we have the whole goddamn box set right here. You could have yeah. just borrowed. Well, I, yeah, or, or Kay has I, it. I was gonna it. say, yeah, okay. Oh, I, I could have out you. Do you have? Do you guys have the Lego Movie? Yes. We need to borrow it. Kay hasn't seen it. What? Oh wow! Yes, I usually receive this. This is great. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're not gonna go with this alone. I haven't Stop seen it either. Stop taking so. lessons all right. from Todd. So all, right. All, right. all right, you borrow guys. borrow right. the Lego movie and watch it, so I can go see the second I'm one with you. Dig uh, that out right now. That was that was funny. Don't Every, step on the you, Lego movie; it'll hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was it was great, and he's like, "How could you not see the Lego movie? I don't know what I would understand." And I was like. I have lousy friends. They don't force me to do stuff. And he actually sputtered. And he was working the remote. And he actually hit the wrong button. He screwed up the TV. He was just like, would you bug it, big it, but it was great. I, so. I don't know if you've caught this, but a lot of my life is trying to convince Kay to go do stuff. He just doesn't like to go do stuff with me. He hates me. I, I'm with you, Kay. I'm, mm. I, I hate yeah, him too. Yeah, I know. It's just you, you can't <laughs> yeah, but, okay, help it. Okay, hate listen, Andy. listen. Do you blame him? You went to a steampunk Valentine's Day train ride. Well, and then you're like, okay. let's go look fun. at this well in the middle of the fucking Sahara <laughs> Desert. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> there, <laughs> that's on the nose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's go watch my. Let's go watch somebody sing uh, jazzy stuff, Kirsten. Absolutely, jazzy no. cowboy songs. I don't. I'm. I. I don't like loud places. I don't like live music. It's like he'd say, "Let's go to Mulligans and listen to the Irish band," and I'd go in there, and it, you, you can't hear yourself think. Yeah, that was always the worst. Much like Just. talk to people, and <laughs> but Andy, man, you you see him. He steps in. He he kind of glows and floats. It's. I, I we we're we're different personality types. I I, yeah. I, I, I gain energy if that you lose it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. But I the am train the classic, ride wasn't bad. That I am fine. the classic introvert. Of it just sucks the. Well, here we. This is another movie I've got to watch and give back to you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank yeah, you. you better. Thank you guys. Wait, it, wait. He just unwrapped it. Don't worry. He's not fucking watching it anytime soon. Well, I just you know. It's you, you'll <laughs> well. I I had seen it. Like I remember, I bought it. Uh, I got it at Zia. That was like the special collector edition one that has the little uh, the little wizard in it, the actual Lego figure. And then 
I remember it was like on HBO or, or Cinemax or something right afterwards. So I saw it like four or five times on <laughs> pay TV. But I'm like, it's I still love it and I still have the box set. That is so funny when you do like you watch something on HBO or on Netflix or something. You're like, that, that I really, I got to get that Blu-ray. And you go out and you buy the fucking Blu-ray after you've watched it for, well, not for free, but. Oh, I mean, I have, <laughs> I've bought the uh, the Back to the Future box set what three times now? Well, I think. that's because like, they that put it out three different ways. That's now. along the the lines of fanaticism. That's, but I still watch it every like every time it's on. I just I can't change the channel. Like my multiple uh, copies of Apocalypse Now. Oh yes, right? so. can watch. I can watch that twenty four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my Babylon Five box set. Oh, I love that thing. So warm. <laughs> Just, we're, I we're, love that. We're waxing on our DVD. Well, <laughs> Firefly. Well, What's well, your box the, set? Email the thing us. Is, the at- Firefly box set comes in like one, ten, uh, five, <laughs> two. Uh, three. <laughs> and as you're about to finish it, somebody from Fox come, breaks into your house and takes it right out of your yeah, like, player. You no, don't no, no, need they, this. They take the last two, uh, the last two episodes on the final disc, yeah. and you never get to see them. Like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> like, wait, wait, wait. We know better than you. <laughs> the book club is talking. My best friend's exorcism, written by Grady Hendrix. That discussion is happening now on the Facebook page. Uh, if you're not finished reading it and are, join us when you're done. No hurry. Even if it's months from now, I want to know what you think about it. I'll be putting my two cents up probably tomorrow. And in the meantime, it's time for me to lift this microphone so the humming stops. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> All the humming. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Recording just based in the Simpsons? What, what's going on? No one can hear Once you. Once there was <laughs> no, this we're, kid. Uh, our microphones are humming. <laughs> well, at least is yours that was. what it is? <laughs> <laughs> you know that episode of the Simpsons when they're going into space? And then Homer's like, no? You don't remember that episode? Paul yeah, was the I, Simpsons I know which, guy. Yes, oh. I do know which one you're talking <laughs> I'm a little behind. I think I stopped in the third season. <laughs> Ow! That would have been probably after when Luke it happened. It after was... Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a friend that uh, worked for Simpsons for a while. Now he's doing. Um, um, he does. He just uh, was one of the directors for uh, Cars Three. Okay. He. I, I saw his Facebook post a couple of weeks or so ago. There is a Matchbox car named after him. Oh wow! There's a whole bunch of Matchbox cars with odd names, and there's a Chris Roman. Are Roman like roaming? Oh, I thought his name was going to be Matchbox. No, they're was, all named after him. His name is Chris Roman, but uh, yeah, there's a Chris. There's a Chris Roman car. Why are we just now hearing about your friend that worked on that? Um, Chris Roman. All right, listen, out. listen. Goes to weird, weird places. Stupid shit he does. You hear about shit like 15 years later. It's Andy. Yeah. It's like it's Andy. because it didn't involve steampunk or going a, out to the desert. I've lived a full life. I've or a lot eating of Cornish pasties. <laughs> And then getting sick. And yeah. Then, <laughs> no, that Chris Roman worked uh, with me at New England Comics. Okay. Um, uh, we both were hired to the first comic book work I was going to do was a thing called the uh, the Rovers that uh, the company 
fell apart. The component got killed basically by DZ before we actually got around to working on the book. But I was, I was going to be my coworker on that. All right. Okay. Uh, then he moved out to California and came and went to Cal Arts. Mm-hmm. Became an animator. Worked on Simpsons. Worked on the Simpsons movie. Okay. So, at what point did he work on the Simpsons? Because aren't that don't they farm out most of the animation to overseas? He's a director. Okay. So he does the key stuff. Um, so they do like the, the the couple of frames of animation and say, this is the style we want you to do and these are the scenes. I, I think they do key scenes. I think they do a whole bunch of stuff and then the in-between stuff is done by the Koreans. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he was working on cars. Um, obviously, he moved up. To, he was in Southern California and I was up in Emeryville. Um, good guy. I see him like a couple of times. You know, I see him two or three, every two or three years. Okay. Yeah. I just, it's interesting that we've been doing the podcast for this song, and the first, that's the first time you name-dropped somebody that worked on The Simpsons. Well, I tell but, you, I hey. told you, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> non, nonchalantly dropping Pretty that name. Pretty soon, it's uh, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> call him up. It's like, yeah, this last weekend I was out with a friend of mine, and we were like, well, who are you out with? James oh, Cameron. Yeah. yeah <laughs> my like, my mind what? is not a neatly filed filing cabinet with things in order. Yeah, no. Clearly. It's, it's, that's, a, uh, yeah. it's a loose pile of loose leaf notes spread across the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we get together three times a year and go uh, fishing. Yeah, that's the ticket. News <laughs> <laughs> you don't give a shit about. Lawmakers in Pennsylvania are weighing a new proposal to levy a sin tax against games that carry an M rating for violence or suggestive themes. Uh, Fortune reports that the state's General Assembly is considering a bill that would add a 10% tax to any game that has been given the ESRB's adults-only rating or mature rating, receiving a measure sponsored by Representative Christopher B. Quinn uh, that died in committee last year. If passed, the tax would apply to a lot of popular titles, since M-rated games are in particular domination of the video game industry. In the past year alone, some of the game's highest sellers carried the M rating, including Red Dead Redemption 2, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, Fallout 76, God of War, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Far Cry 5, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Hitman 2, and Detroit Become Human. Uh, oh, wait, the, you put Fallout 76 as in a successful title? No, as in a M Mature rating title. title. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, none right. of these are successful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said successful M rated title games, and, and then I was about to start laughing. I did say you're... biggest sellers, and but so yeah. okay. Uh, via the report, Quinn appears to be standing on the often made political argument that violent games can inspire violent real world behavior. Uh, this year's version of the proposal is currently in committee. Yeah, I have two. TV shows that'll break it down so that these idiot senators can finally freaking understand that there's no correlation. One, fantastic episode of Penn and Teller bullshit. And two, an episode of Adam Ruins Everything where they have experts in the field of psychology and child psychology to address both adults and youth and show that there's zero correlation between violent behavior. Yeah. In fact, uh, the majority of the you know, mass shootings and the violent, you know, events that are current, you know, currently, quote, associated with violent video games. These kids didn't play games at all. They didn't play video games, I should say. There, there may have been other games that they played, but nothing, nothing, zero, no correlation. Well, the was it the, was it the Newtown shooting that was the uh, the young kids? I think so. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I think Sandy that, that, Hook. Sandy Hook. Thank you. It was a Sandy Hook shooter that 
did play video games, and that video game was Dance Dance Revolution. That's yeah. what he was obsessed with. Wow. Well, so, so <laughs> stop dancing. On the yeah. other side, didn't the uh, Columbine guys didn't they basically build this? The, they uh, modded the uh, the school in their uh, Doom, yeah. uh, their Doom uh, game. Yeah, sure. And they listened to Marilyn Manson, and he's the one that told them to do it. Because it'd be weird if there was like nobody, no kids. It's like the the the, the uh, uh, such seduction of the innocent. It's like they 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 went to all the delinquents and they all read comic books, and it's like. Everybody read comic books. So it'd yeah. be weird if none yeah. of these shooters had played any. Well, video what's games. what's fascinating is that they're finding that a lot of the majority of these these kids that are, you know, performing these violent acts are typically antisocial. They don't really get involved in areas where you would communicate with people of your own age, and which is what video games has become. It's kind of become a not only a game to play, but a very much a communications medium sure. where you're oh, yeah. you're fuck interacting you, with people. Fuck well, you, fuck <laughs> you! I'm gonna fuck your mother. That that, <laughs> that that is one terrible aspect Let's of it. Bitch. Yeah. Fucking, yeah, the uh, uh, M for mature. The the Twitch uh, uh, gamer woman who actually uh, recorded some of her multiple. Play multiplayer online experiences. Oh, jeez! And and it it's hard to listen to. The man. second they yeah. find out you're a chick, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say multi multiple personality uh, playing, like you're just playing and switching personalities. I mean, it's why, why would why would you think that's where he's going? It's actually, a it's a plot there, point in Iron Fist. Oh, okay, reason, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, it's it's just as bad against LGBTQ gamers too, because I have several friends who are gamers and have you know once somebody finds out that they're gay just lay into them and it's it's really really disappointing to see that aspect of it but again at least it's not leading yeah. to outright violence yeah yeah i mean the, the well that's part of it is the anonymity and the distance yes. of the internet is what provides that you put them in a realized situation and it frees up. There was one woman, I can't remember who the hell it was. I saw this on Facebook. She actually uh, she actually found out this one kid's identity, called his home and spoke to his mom. Oh. <laughs> his mom was appalled. She was shocked. And she was just like, don't you, I'm going to, you just. It get, you know he's getting beat tonight oh my god <laughs> like, so it, it was it was sort of like you know what that that's that's one of the sad things about so much of it it's not all like that there was this uh dust up i think it was gen con where one of the uh one of the conservative anti-social justice guys actually got ambushed somebody actually uh, at a bar Walked up and said, are you so-and-so? And he's like, yes, I am. I'm going to kill you. And he put him in a headlock and started, uh, you know, punching his head and Jesus. stuff. And so occasionally people, you know, do get out. But, um, yeah, most of the time in the real life situations, they're, they're, no. no, people fold. But, man, it, 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 it's gross. It is gross. The, the online stuff is... Uh, yeah. It is. And, and and again, like most of these things, it's not most people online. Yeah. It's a small, loud group. Yes, very yeah, small who, percentage. Who really, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. It, it, it's really, it's amazing the amplification those guys give themselves. Yeah, I was still very young. Did this work with rock and roll? 
Or did they finally give up on that? What do you mean? Killing? Uh, the, the violence and rock and roll causing. Remember uh, all those bills and the, like centers going after the rock no, groups? You mean the like Tipper Gore stuff? No. No, no there's, there's this is the new like version that. of that. Yeah, I know. Although I was, the big gripe, the conservative gripe now is about rap culture, gangster yes. culture. But it, it, there. I was it, just wondering if it actually succeeded back then. It didn't. I no, got to say, no, I'm no. getting old and foggy. I was, I was working a character gig that had a ton of kids there, and apparently they let the teenagers pick the music. So I'm sitting there drawing characters at this family event for about an hour with the N bomb and 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 weird sexual stuff and all this being like it's like it was like nonsense. I was like, holy crap, this is. And, and the parents today. like, uh, yeah, I know it's exactly what I felt like. I'm like, <laughs> but I mean, it was it was like, it was almost a parody of rap. It was all it was like every other word was the N word and every other you know violence against women talk and stuff and you know. I'm gonna stick my this and you're that and this, you know, it's like holy shit. Yeah, there's some rap that does not appeal to me. This, that is, apparently, like this is apparently all of it. Compact it in one playlist. Now you get listen to some common, you'll be fine. News don't give a shit about Common what? <laughs> Bunch you, of old white guys. Fucking Bunch of old white guys. Yeah. No Net- wearing jeans though. Netflix is the home of the Arrowverse and all the CW shows. Upon completing their full season airings on their network, they go there. The CW deal with Netflix expires this spring. Get ready, of man. Of course. Mother CW streaming. Bucket. Here it comes. And Just Warner Brothers' upcoming streaming platform oh, is very interested <laughs> in the DC CW universe. Kevin, Which they own. Yes, Kevin Riley, president of TBS and TNT and chief creative officer of Turner Entertainment, told TV Line that when it comes to CW shows, quote, we're very interested in putting that on our platform, unquote. Yeah. Uh, when does it end? This would include Arrow, The Flash, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and Supergirl. Rev- Riverdale will also be included. At the 2019 TCA session, Riley gave his big report regarding the still unnamed service, where he said, You can expect the crown jewels will end up on a new service. I think the most part, sharing destination assets is not a good model and should be exclusive to the new service, unquote. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, moving the popular Arrowverse to Warner Media would remind people where those shows come from and who owns the rights. That's oh, yeah, because right, they man. care about that. Yeah, because people care about that. Quotes, we had so many brands that were sold to video on demand that was not being attributed back to us, Riley said. We think we'll be able to close the loop, create an equation where there's no break in the consumer experience. Oh, so, oh okay. <clears throat> back to your you wanna know what do you, well, you want to know the consumer experience? You want to know why Netflix fucking worked? I know you're smart enough to figure this out because everything's on one streaming service. That's why it fucking worked. There's no name or price point for the Warner Media platform yet, but it is expected to launch in beta form by the year's end. Uh, Warner Brothers will likely take back what's theirs this spring. Warner Bros. So if I want to catch up on all that Arrowverse so proper stuff now, no, do I'm not. it I'm now. Just, I'm stopping. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, okay. Wow. Is this? I'm, I'm looking at you, Jeff, because you're our you're our, you're our uh, streaming service conspiracy wall guy. Um, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I keep wanting to make that 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 wall. So, um, is this different than whatever DC's streaming thing is, where they have the yes? So there's a Warner's and a DC because yes, Warner's, of course Warner's there will is. Or, well, Warner's will own both, 
but one is DC specific that includes like the comic back catalog and original DC program programming as well as like the animated stuff. But the Arrowverse stuff, it sounds like they're trying to get onto this this new platform. I keep seeing ads on Facebook for the uh, um, shit uh, Challenge of the Unknown. Yes, uh, not Challenge of the Unknown. Um, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Doom Patrol and, is coming. And it into looks the... great. I mean, the, the the stills and stuff I've seen look great. And it's got who's playing Robot Man? It's um, oh, Brendan Fraser playing. And I'm like, Fraser. wow, that sounds great. Yeah, it's on DC streaming. Yeah, coming. And soon. I actually thought to myself, well, I'm going to be you know, out of town for a while. I could bring my iPad and get DC streaming and watch all that stuff. Yes, you can. But but now, if I want to watch the Arrow stuff, I'm going to have to get get another streaming service to do. Yes, that. you do. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Matt. Fuck them. <laughs> I give it. I I don't. Know, I give it ten years. I want to see the conversation we're having in 2029 because I am sure it it's they're going to ha- coagulate somehow because it's just going to be too balkanized and people aren't going to do well, it. Well, by then, Disney will own everything and it'll be on the Disney streaming service yeah. that'll cost us $300 a month. So oh, okay. There you go. Well, I feel better now. <laughs> the other one will be Amazon. So the two of them. Well, you know, that is until Disney gets a hold of somebody's dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently he doesn't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, let, you it, know let your freak flag fly. You know what? It's like, well, I don't know about his marriage. I don't know what he was doing or why. And, uh, you know, cheating. I didn't want to bring it that way, but I was just saying Amazon's going to be the other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but since you brought it up, Matt, uh, but good on him. Yeah. I love the whole, yeah, no. <laughs> Go ahead and show the pictures. Oh, and I'm 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 calling the FBI. I hope the FBI fucks them over. Oh my god! It's like oh yeah, and remember that uh, that immunity agreement you signed? Yeah. Say goodbye to that. Oh, I, I hope. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> let change the subject. No, I'm you don't give a shit about her. <laughs> you. <laughs> gotta, you gotta little, tuck it little, in the uh, little the- news <laughs> stiffy there, uh, Kirsten. <laughs> New stiffy you care about with at least <laughs> with at least one DC Comics inspired show in its lineup of original offings. Offings? Ep- <laughs> Might as well be. Epics <laughs> is striking out into the subscription streaming space. Oh my god. Of Fuck course. this. <laughs> with Fuck the launch this. of Epics Now, a $5.99 per month platform that just went live. Oh, good for it. For Apple TV, iOS, and Android. The MGM-owned network announced the app-based launch of its own streaming platform, giving subscribers always on access to the Batman Butler backstory series Pennyworth, as well as the handful of other Epics originals like Godfathers of Harlem, Perpetual Grace, LTD, and the docuseries like Punk and Elvis Goes There. Subscriptions to Epics now are already available, for your iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and Android device. The network promises to support Roku, and Amazon Fire TV is coming soon as well. I don't know hardly any of those shows you mentioned. I don't either. We talked about Pennyworth. We read yeah, like Greenlight about Pennyworth, that yeah. So that's the only one I know. Although, I wouldn't mind seeing a docuseries called Punk. Oh, so it's about the punk movement? Or? I hope so. Otherwise, I'm not interested. <laughs> wasn't there, there was like two, wasn't there the, was it the, Downfall of Western Civilization or the Fall of Western Civilization? Fall of Western Civilization is the punk one. Fall of Western Civilization Part 2 is the 80s heavy metal one, which is even better. Wow. Okay. See, 
if you can, it's not easy to find. If you can find Fallen Western Civilization Part 2, it is interviews with metal dudes from the 80s. I've only seen the first Plus one. Paul Stanley and of KISS. Now, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It is Paul Stanley in Go full Jen. KISS womanizing mode because he's there with like a harem all around him. Yeah, isn't that when they in conducted the interview. the interview like in the bed? And yes. it's like the overhead cam shot of him laying there. Yeah. With 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 women all yes. around him. Yep. Yeah. It's so awful. Yeah. And, and the, the guitarist of Wasp is just drunk off his ass at the side of the pool, just spouting shit. It, the it, first one has... It's amazing. ...has uh, Exine talking about finding a dead body in their backyard, though. There is that. Yeah. Find, you know what? Watch both of them. They're both great if you can get a hold of them. Fall of Western Civilization and Part 2. Fuck streaming services. <laughs> you know what, Netflix? Fuck you. You started this all. It was your fault. Wait a minute. I like Netflix. Yeah, so do I. But I like, they, I like they opened the Pandora's box. I like Hulu. I like Disney Plus. I like Warner Brothers. I like Warner Brothers. God, help me! They're not going to give you any money. I like CBS All Access. Yeah, CB, you got to remember CBS All Access, right, Jeff? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I like Shudder. Can, I, I like Broadway HD. Can we it's maybe Broadway HD? We don't need yeah. money. What if we just got free service for promoting them? There you go. Give us a call, guys. Yeah, we can't <laughs> talk about these shows. We can't watch them. Right? Fine point. Yeah. That's true. Red light, green light is do you, over. Do you want that Geek Shock? Uh... <laughs> That's a solid 310 <laughs> listeners every week. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Andy. Wow. That's how many people we have on the air. It is a lot. 310 on the air. A lot more people than are on the air. We're doing all right. Get on the air, folks. Let's break 500 by next week. Yes. Oh boy! <laughs> Have a little subscriber fill up bar at the bottom there. There you <laughs> go. Make sure to click subscribe and also touch the little bell in the corner if you want to be notified every time we download. Ouch! Yeah, that was a good YouTube voice. That I like was. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Hey, well, well, what's up? What's up? What's up? Is your boys here, Geek Shock? What's up, everybody? Today we're going to be talking about news. But you first, don't give a first shit slam about. that subscribe and like button, subscribe like button, subscribe like button right there, <laughs> and hit that bell. I, you never know when I'll be reading the comments below. Just tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> and we're giving away the little prize pack. We're giving away the Funko Pop. And if you, all you have to do is, is subscribe and tweak a comment under this, and one of you will be selected every month. When we hit 10,000, you will get a free dinner with Andy. At when, we hit, when we hit 500,000. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. When he hit 100,000. Absolutely. Let's get those passes. The medical bill is not covered after corner <laughs> pasty. <laughs> we have 500. Proof of insurance required. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to keep that in mind for Kickstarter goals. Dinner with Andy, complete with plastic jumpsuit. <laughs> for the inevitable spill that will yeah. happen. When you get 100,000, you get dinner on Andy. <laughs> instead, of on, oh, instead of on you, and we're, we're naked stuck. sushi. We're stuck. I just made a mental <laughs> picture of that. God damn it! Ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. It never goes up. Hey, <laughs> we get, can you imagine the one guy like? I don't know. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. <laughs> Click. Hey, if honestly, if we get to five hundred by next week on on the wear, I will send you a. I will send you a pop. I'll send you one a case. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Which one? This one missing, you're like, which one did he take? Yeah, really. I'll sit there and stare at it. God damn it. I should have taken pictures. I should have taken pictures. Did I have, did I have two Red Sonias or just one? Was it, what, 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 uh. 
I'll check the shelves. Where's the spot that has the no, oh, no, I'm gonna, no I'm dust? Gonna, I'm going to just move them all around so you oh, can't figure out which oh, ones. Oh, God. <laughs> Fucking bastard. Wow, that 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 would be cruel. Like, if he ju- you just came, he came home one day and you had completely re- re- rearranged all his Funkos. Yeah. I put a, I put a. We were number one Garen, right? So he's like, he's like there. You're, it's in the dark, right? Picture this. Grab it and you just hear, bing. Don't even think about it. <laughs> it's in the corner. <laughs> I put a weird tiki mask on his wall and waited for him to talk about it. And we'll talk about it for a year. And I finally can, you know. Yeah. I just looked at it one day. I'm like, oh, that must be Andy. <laughs> that call it, it, it fit your mom's, your mom's what? style. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we almost killed Matt here. <laughs> I was like, is this about to go to a yeah. really dark place? <laughs> wow. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I, crap. I think we came oh, close to having... It's going to get even darker, Morty. I think we came close to having Matt cough an ice cube out his nose. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I ever said this on air before, but actually, my mom did like Andy's telephone voice. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> when he'd call... Back in the old days, pre-cell, right. he'd call my house, and she'd answer, and he'd like talk with her, and you know, I wouldn't be home, so they'd talk, and... Andy, give us a sample of your telephone voice. Hello, how are you doing? That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you know we could. Uh, Too bad he could, doesn't do that all the time. <laughs> there's another goal right there. We can get the uh, the Andy sex tape uh, line oh, going on. <laughs> get our 900 number. I think you just killed Matt. <laughs> heard, wait, 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 wait. I heard a wump in the kitchen. Andy reads Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh, I would do that. I would so do that. <laughs> although, although like, it'd be hard to beat uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Got, oh, right. Gottfried has, oh. has read a lot of that online. <laughs> Oh That's my God. true. I forgot about that. That is perfect. Andy would do that for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it away, Todd. How give about away, give it away? I, give it away. It's now. funny because now I I wanna I wanna put Andy in a bad spot and be like, dude, why don't you promise somebody a caricature? Oh, there we go. I'll, I'll number five hundred. I'll draw a caricature. Look at S- that. Send in Look a nice resolution that. picture, yep. this, and this. and he'll do you up. This is the Shock Monkeys Lair Facebook page. Yes. Shock. So I'll get that when after you finish the, uh, the oh, caricatures no, no. of us don't, for don't the website. Don't give me shit about that. <laughs> <laughs> From two years We've ago. already discussed my whole shuffled brain. Yes. Yeah. I have I have lists. I just got to find the Shuffled brain. That's a good episode title. Mm-hmm. I just got to find the list. Is, is it better than Naked Sushi Andy style? Ooh. Ooh no. No. <laughs> no. That's good. I like that. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine walking no. like Nobu? There's Andy naked on the fucking <laughs> Boy, you're just you're just like fuck you guys. I have it in my head. You're gonna have it in your head. <laughs> what What's ironic is I have an almost Andy story about it. Naked sushi. I got invited to naked Whoa. sushi, and I was not able to go. So I never actually oh, got oh, to go oh, do okay. it. You weren't able to come. It was. Uh, <laughs> oh! No, I wasn't able to go. <laughs> that the uh, mm, okay, uh, yeah. yeah, that did not go where you know, the dark place I was thinking That's, of. So. Okay, yeah. you went to naked search and it was me. <laughs> yeah, I was. No, like, I'm already there, Andy. I almost He's going somewhere else. <laughs> I almost went to Andy's naked sushi party, but I didn't make it. That Jeff. Is... That's not shrimp tempura. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this coming off? Oh. <laughs> Number number one thousand on the lair. You, you provide the sushi. I provide the photo. 
I don't know where you went with that. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You, just, you, just, you just killed it. You no. just killed it. You, you yeah. smothered it. Yeah. With a, well, good. Somebody had to. With a salmon roll. <laughs> see, see, that, <laughs> that one, he tripped and smothered it with the pillow. He wasn't even trying. I tripped and smothered it with a plate of sushi. No. That's no, not no. eel sauce. Wicked dink! <laughs> You see, man, eel sauce is brown. And then <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lord. Oh, my God. Hulu announced that they are taking advantage of their upcoming Disney 60% ownership by producing four adult animated series around the characters Modoc, Hitmonkey, Tigra and Dazzler, and Howard the Duck. Stop. You say, uh, did you say adult series? Yes. The adult animated series. Okay, so, all right. Wow, you just went over there, didn't you? I did, because Howard the Duck is in bed with Beverly naked. I first. was... I, I, no, books. you were probably yeah. thinking of Naked Modoc, weren't but, you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Advanced idea mechanic. Now that's in my head. <laughs> now I have Naked Modoc sushi in my head. <laughs> The, the title just got lying renamed. on his back with his little tiny legs up in the air, like uh, Jonas Venture. Oh God! <laughs> the characters will then come together in a special called Marvel's The Offenders. No launch. It is going there. It is. No launch dates were announced, but the shows will all be under the eye of Executive Vice President of Marvel Television, Jeff Loeb. Writers Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswald will executive produce Marvel's Modoc about an egomaniacal quote egomaniacal supervillain with a really big head and a really little body who struggles to maintain control of his evil organization and his demanding family unquote. Writers no Modoc at all, do they? Writers Josh Gordon and Will Speck will executive produce Marvel's Hit Monkey. Quote, the tale of a wronged Japanese snow monkey mentored by the ghost of an American assassin as it cuts a wide swath through the Tokyo underworld. I like this Unquote. one. They got me. <laughs> Writers Erica Rivanoia and Chelsea Handler will serve as executive producers of Marvel's Tigra and Dazzler show. Quote, about two woke superheroes and best friends, Tigra and Dazzler, as they fight for recognition among powered people who make up the eight million stories in Los Angeles, unquote. And writers Kevin Smith and David Willis-Will chart the destiny of Howard the Duck, as America's favorite fighting fowl hopes to return home with the help of his unstoppable gal pal Beverly before the evil Dr. Bong can turn him into the crispiest dish on the menu, unquote. The group, including Modoc, Dazzler, Tigra, Hit Monkey, and Howard the Duck, will then quote team up in order to save the world and certain parts of the universe. Marvel's The Offenders. Did you mention the uh, people behind it? <laughs> oh my god! I was, I was. Oh my god! I was busy posting. Did you? Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah, you were busy posting. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, I. I went deep. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. found out who was doing each individual cartoon. Yes. Now, yes. now no, you there's see, nothing wrong with you. That was wow. That, that was me. I, now I you know it. what watching Iron Fist with him is like. <laughs> <laughs> I had lost. I had lost time. I think like, wait, aliens. Who's the guy with the red fist? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh shit! Wow! <laughs> shit! I mean, you watched it, and even the timing of I it. I know that was perfect. <laughs> you know, it's all in the timing. Like Man. right when I hit the period of the sentence. Yes, we needed a Todd cam for that, folks, because that was. <laughs> I was posting was awesome. video. <laughs> that, they would never talk Todd cams. I was posting the video. You don't have to post the video immediately, Andy. Oh, you can do it later. People during the show. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. considering okay, how late Todd, we do or are this, you broke. Now? He's broke. Look at him. <laughs> He's actually frozen. Look, blue screen of death. <laughs> he got to reboot his brain. <laughs> he went from Windows 7 to Windows 10. <laughs> still updating. I can't. I, I, I can't. Oh, shit. Uh, Here, I'll hurts. read it. <laughs> it hurts. Oh, no. <laughs> to celebrate. It. Read it in my sexy voice. I uh, know you will. God. <laughs> to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Hellboy, Seed of Destruction, Dark Horse Comics partnered with Oregon's gigantic brewing company to create six limited edition beers based on Mike Mignola's Paranormal Investigator. Per the official release, the beer will come in four flavors, all of them inspired by Hellboy, his fellow BRPD members, and one paranormal villain who sits who hits the big screen in the spring. Uh, Hellboy is a maple syrup pancake beer. Oh. Liz Sherman is a mole chili stout. Uh, Johan Krauss is a citrus wit beer. Abe Sapien, an indigo blue fruit ale. And Blood Queen is Cranberry Yuzu Sour, and Trevor Brutenholm is a British barley wine. Wow. All beers have a 6.66 ABV, <laughs> except okay. the British barley wine, which has a 9.99 ABV. Mm. Uh, the labels for each beer were illustrated by Magnola. Those attending Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle will be among the first to be able to taste the beers nice. at the official launch event Friday, March 15th. After that... The limited editions will go on sale all over the country, along with T-shirts that show off the labels. And I mean limited. Only 666 cases of beer are being produced for each edition of the beer. Uh, Dark Horse and Gigantic Brewing will roll out one new, a new one at intervals of seven weeks or so. As part of the character's 25th birthday, Dark Horse is also holding Hellboy Day on Saturday, March 23rd. I just saw the, uh, the trailer... For that this weekend, the new Hellboy movie. How to strike it? Huh? Um, I like it. I like it. Be perfectly honest. I'm on the fence about it. Okay. I really liked the way that Ron Perlman portrayed him oh, in, of in, course, the, in of course. the first two films. And it's not to say I didn't like what I saw. I find the supporting cast in Horrible. in the trailer. I, I, I'm still going to see the movie because I, I want to judge the movie as a whole as opposed to just for what I saw in the trailer. But it seems like the supporting cast from what I saw in the trailer does not seem to be as strong as the supporting cast in the other films. Okay. that I think that could be the difference in whether this series succeeds because with one or two exceptions of the people that I saw in there that were recognizable faces, they didn't seem like a very strong supporting cast. If I remember right, the Hellboy movies... Did well, but not great. Yes, they yeah. they didn't they didn't break the box office, but they they didn't you know bomb turned, turned a profit, but didn't 
Yeah. Do you think this movie was made to hold an option? That I don't know. Because it does seem like somebody studied the source material. You know, just from what little I do know about the original Hellboy comics. I, I've only read a couple of them, mm-hmm. you know, in my years. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I need, I'm taking a wait-and-see attitude on this one. I want to see... It didn't get me excited to see it, but it also didn't put me off like, oh, I'm definitely not seeing this. No, it, it just was like, mm, I'll see it and see what happens. Okay. It uh, is David Harper. David Harper. Harper. That's okay. right. David Harper. David Harper. Okay. Uh, only one more question then. Uh, <clears throat> have you ever wanted to have sushi on a naked Andy? Never. Okay. <laughs> That's, that was my one. Your loss, Tuts. <laughs> EC Comics Catalog is being developed into a newly announced television series called Weird Fantasy. Weird Fantasy. The show is inspired by the science fiction fantasy comic of the same name, like many classic works of that 1950s, dealt with themes of racial racial equality, anti-war advocacy, environmentalism, other social issues. Highlights include the timeless civil rights era story Judgment Day by William Gaines, Al Feldstein, and Joe Orlando. Other comics such as Wally Wood and uh, other comic greats such as Wally Wood and Harvey Kurtzman worked on Weird Fantasy along with many other EC titles. EC is who also brought us the great horror titles, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror. Mm-hmm. Hivemind is the production company that is behind Netflix adaptation of The Witcher, The Expanse for Amazon, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark for CBS Films. And that's who's behind this. The second project of this partnership will be a feature film biopic of the life of EC publisher and Mad Magazine founder William M. Gaines, whose life included a congressional investigation, which we mentioned earlier, against the comics industry and launching Mad Magazine in 1952. Both projects will be produced by Kathy and Corey uh, Mifsud, that's Gaines's daughter and grandson, uh, Sean Daniels, uh, J- Jason B. Brown, and newly appointed VP brand and content strategy of Hivemind, Hunter Gorenson, who was last at Valiant Entertainment and helped to get the 2020 feature film of Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel. In 1954, the U.S. Congressional Inquiry looked into whether or not comics were linked to juvenile delinquency. The publication of Seduction of the Innocent was written and published by psychiatrist Frederick Wortham who came to the conclusion that comics were a negative influence on American youth. At this time, EC Comics was a major comic publisher, producer of genre comics covering horror or crime, and Gaines was asked to come and speak on defense of the comics industry, specifically the violence portrayed. As a result, the industry created the Self-Policing Comics Code Authority, and Gaines' work at EC Comics remains a major influential figure in the medium of comics and cultural touchstone of filmmakers and titan creatives such as Stephen King, George Lucas, George R. R. Martin. His work in championing free speech and being at the forefront of American counterculture remains just a portion of his large legacy. Gaines passed away in 1992 and was posthumously inducted in the Will Eisner Comic Book Hall of Fame in 1993. In all of comic book history, the Wortham... Inquiry is one of my most fascinated moments. I'm yeah. so looking to, forward to this biopic. He did, he did not come off well in that. No, show. he did not do well. <clears throat> no. 
no, he did not represent his company or comics well at all. It's, you've got a dismembered head there. It's, you know, well, it's not that much blood on it. Yeah, you it's, see how there's not... Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I own the transcript of that hearing oh, that nice. I bought in book wow. form. That's how much I, I love it. Wow. Goodness. And one, one of the treasures that I will eventually have in my book collection will be a first edition of Seduction of, of the Innocent. innocent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, from another one I haven't told you about. If I haven't told you about, I saw William Gaines in his office. Of course, you did. Yeah, you sat down, had naked sushi the lunch. Cru- <laughs> the guy who ran EC during its most prolific period, mm-hmm. and the creator of Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. you were in his office. I wasn't in his office. I saw him in his office. I oh, was it's in, in Mad Magazine's it, office. It's in almost Andy. No, I, I was. I, I could see him in his office working. I went into. Uh, when I was applying for colleges, my dad and I went to, uh, you know, college interviews in New York City, and uh, we had, you know, a half a day left. And my dad says, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Well, let's uh, let's see if we can go into Marvel Comics. Let's see if we can go into, uh, you know, Mad Magazine." And we didn't go into Marvel. We went into Mad. It was like lunchtime. We walked up. We just walked in, and you know, the receptionist says, "Oh, nobody's here. Welcome to see." And then she. Called up Angelo Torres. Oh wow! Who gave us a tour of the office of the empty offices? Oh except wow! Except yeah, we walked by and William Gaines is in his office, like quietly working. He's like, "Don't bother him," and <laughs> just took a tour of them. The, yeah, it was cool. There you go. And Jeff, we're just hearing about it now. Yep. In one goddamn show, he didn't even spread it across multiple shows. It's just magical Andy in his super sushi penis. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to talk about the grassy knoll. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was, I, there, am the, I was there that day. I, I am, uh, the, you know, I'm like shut up. Did I did I not mention the time I was at the Texas Book Depository and uh, I am the yeah, I, was in, I was in the stairwell. I was trying to decide if I was going to take up smoking and this guy comes running past me and I don't even know who he was. He looked like that guy, yeah. Um, I am the Forrest Gump of Geek Shock. There you go. There you it's go. true. It really is true. Wow. Uh, uh, that's that's really good context. I want to well. see that uh, news footage of Obama going. I think he said he had to pee. <laughs> <laughs> He's laying there with a the sushi on him. Yeah. yeah. George Bush is just like so. So where'd you get that injury? And he drops his <laughs> pants. <laughs> drops his broccoli. Yeah. No, George Bush leans over in the middle of that. Um, the book reading with the kids, and there's Andy whispering. His- <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> Bush sits up, and his thought balloon is, I, I wish I understood what he just yeah, said. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell all was mumbles. That? Still, the that's hell? why the second tower was. What the hell was a book he was reading? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. That, that was dark. Yes. That. <laughs> I shouldn't have <laughing laughs> that, but that it was dark. <laughs> I apologize all those out there that were affected by that, but yes. <laughs> Torgo got me there. Uh, <laughs> at least you weren't having a drink at the time. Oh. <laughs> I used to know what it was, the, the book he was reading. It was something ridiculous. Uh, My Pretty Pony. No, it was something. No. It was, I think it was Logan's Run. I think it was reading yeah. the kids' sure. Logan's Run. <laughs> there you go. So the 13-year-old <laughs> said she could please him in any number of ways he wanted. <laughs> and that's very important, pleasing other people. Don't you guys forget that. <laughs> Mumble, mumble, mumble. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) While Star Wars fans await the opening of the Star Wars Galaxy Edge theme park at Disney World, Disneyland later this year, 
Lucasfilm is releasing some new books designed to tie into the park's experience. In addition to the previously announced Galaxy's Edge five-issue comic book miniseries launching April 24th, the official Star Wars website has unveiled even more books featuring stories that take place on the remote Outer Rim world of Batuu. On August 6th, Disney Lucasfilm Press will release A Crash of Fate. In this young adult novel by Zorita Cordova, Izzy and Jules were best friends until Izzy's family left Batuu when she was six. Now Izzy's back and Jules is unsure what to make of her. While on the run from vengeful smugglers and angry pirate, the two friends must come to terms with what they mean to each other. That sounds very YA. Sounds very young adult. Yeah, you Good think? Lord. August 6th also marks the release of Star Wars Myth and Fables, a novel for middle graders written by George Mann and illustrated by Grant Griffin. The book features many illustrated stories from the edge of the galaxy, including two stories that take place on Batu. And finally, in Black Spire, a novel by Delilah S. Dawson, General Leia Organa dispatches her top spy to Batu to search for resistance allies. This book, available from Del Rey on September 3rd, serves as a prequel to the Disney Parks experience. Galaxy's Edge opens in Disneyland in June and Disney World this fall. I want a book that's the making of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that'll come out eventually. I, I mean, it's all they, out. they better, because that was, that was one of my treasures, is the, the, the book about the making of Star Trek, the experience that I got on, on opening night. And that's, that's I mean, any of those parks. I mean, like, I love, uh, I don't know if anybody, well, I know Torgo does, but I don't know if anybody else in the room uh, watches those theme park um, channels on YouTube. Defunct like Land. Time. Defunct Land is a great one. Um, shoot, what was the one I just watched recently? You know, some of that making of uh, the Star Wars Land is happening here. Some of the construction is actually happening here. Really? Yeah. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Are, are you involved? No. Okay. But I, but yeah. I have well, I've you seen see, Kathleen the Kennedy third. called him and said, Andy, I need a favor. Yeah. I've seen pieces of it. Uh, I've been up to the offices where they're building it. It's not the stuff that's being built here is pretty dull. It's like pieces of wall that aren't well, still know, background stuff, but yeah. Right. I don't I don't know why they're bothering with these books. I mean, the Man Babies have released a couple more YouTube videos talking about how <laughs> Star Wars is dead. <laughs> and it's just but you know, man, they just keep acting as though it's not. They act as though like the real fans are, you know, still doing stuff. I just I don't know why they bother. They should. Lucasfilm just needs to give up. I know you're not a big Deep Space Nine fan, but I keep asking, why do you live here? Here in Vegas? No, in, in where this this terrible place that your job takes you. What this where where you're you're absorbing all of the awful and spitting it back out. Why do you live there? Why do I live there? Uh, okay, I don't know. It's getting serious now. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. No, this is part of extrovert Andy. Yes, because you know. This is why uh, it is a, I don't know. Surrounded it, by the awful, I wouldn't want. Don't well, like to the actually, I'm not doing that anymore. That's good. So the well. uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. I, no income. That's all right. <laughs> you know, fuck? we're cool. Um, but it was funny because there wasn't a whole lot of Last Jedi or Man Bay being in the in the job. So, but I mean, it I wow. I guess I am going to talk about it, right? I thought I noticed a trend in the the man babying attacks 
and and you know certain things about Trump politics that were unsavory. And then when I heard that report of the Russian amplification of all the all the man baby stuff, now I I am kind of like uh, well, it's sort of like what Todd said about Wortham, and you know, and the the um, <clears throat> the uh, the comic book. Uh, committee thing it's just it's a morbid fascination uh you know i put on that that one youtube video for a few minutes with you sitting there and mm-hmm. you saw the ream of emotional non-logic yep that justified the hate and you see repeated repeated calls of saying <clears throat> that their harassment was just just criticism and lucasfilm and ryan johnson wouldn't accept criticism and it's just it's mystifying to me, mm-hmm. and what really gets me is the the amplification of the views because they get hundreds of thousands. They get one hundred thousand, two hundred thousand views, and it's it's amazing. It now, is fascinating to watch. I'm darkly fascinated. Yeah, and it. and and the yeah, and the way the logic is. I mean, I just it boggles the mind that anybody watches that and goes, "Yeah, they're so right. Oh my god." And it just it just kills me. And, and we're not talking about people who just dislike the movie. No, we're talking no, no. the people that right make it their life to dislike this well, movie. Yeah. Well, well, it's 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 to dislike the people involved. You know, Ryan Johnson can tweet, "Oh, what a nice day it is," and he'll get a ream of, "Yeah, too bad your fucking shitty movie isn't as nice as the day is out there." If you could only make a good movie, then you know. And it's just like Jesus, folks, and. Yeah. Um, ah, I don't know, and that and the the Kelly Tran thing, and also, uh, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley, she 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 was much more quieter, but she got off, she got away from some social media. I think she has professional based stuff now, but like in terms of a personal thing, she stepped away from it too, and it's just like you, you fuck knobs, it just. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, I know. And it's it's it it really is a minority. It really is a tiny group that just is fucking, Very loud. Yeah. fucking loud. Really fucking loud. And it kills me. There's there's just gotta be something wrong in their brain that they can't have any enjoyment but to just hate everything. Well and I, and to try to spread that hate. That's like the it's like the yeah. only thing that they live for. Well, also the other thing that mystifies me is the bubble. Yeah. You know, that all the fans that just get attacked for hating Last Jedi, all the true fans who hate Last Jedi, and it's like virtually every friend I have who's a fan of Star Wars liked Last Jedi. There were some who hated it. Didn't even Vernon like that one? No. No, oh, Vernon. Oh, Vernon, <laughs> Vernon loved it. Well, there was one that he hated that he surprised you by liking. Um, well, he liked he 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 thought Force Awakens was okay. He really liked Rogue One. That's it. Rogue One was well. yeah. But um, yeah, that was the only one yeah. that surprised now, me. Now Vernon is apolitical, but it's interesting because I know that he frequents a lot of the YouTubes. Yes, that that propagate this shit, and it's funny because some of these YouTubes, these YouTubers, actually are deep into EU, you know, legacy and canon stuff. I'll be watching things about history of the Sith. What poor, well, force powers are this? Who did that? And I'll watch them, and it's an in-depth history. And they, they talk about, you know, it's like 15 minutes, and you learn all sorts of stuff 
from the whole uh, legacy or canon. And then you go through their playlist a bit, and eventually you find that, you know, Kathleen Kennedy is Satan, and <laughs> Ryan Johnson's going to kill your kid when it's born. And, <laughs> and videos, and it's just like, oh, fuck, fucking A, people. Can we clear the air with some dad save videos or something now? Something. I think we can clear the air with some red light, green light. Yes! There we go. Like, as a, kind of a sorbet, you know, to cleanse yeah. the palate. Yeah. yeah, get you ready for the main course of sushi. On Andy. Mm. Yeah, with your sore butt. <laughs> That's the new butt. episode title, Andy's Sore Butt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's Sore Michael Bay. What? Andy's Sore Michael Bay. You could have. You could have. I could have. I could have. I, 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 I am. I am. Nope, nope. Too late. Recasting. We are recasting everybody here. Executives. <laughs> Red light, green light. You know how it works. All right, here's the uh, next set of uh, pictures come across my desk. What do you think about these, gentlemen? Uh, first off, we got uh, Showtime's Penny Dreadful is getting a sequel titled City of Angels. Yeah. Set in the Los Angeles during the late 1930s. Seems the follow-up series will be more of an anthology approach with no connection to the London-based original. The plot will revolve around Mexican-American folklore and social tension. The latter comes from the conflict between two religious groups, one that worships the benevolent god Santa Muerte and the other worshiping Satan. The show's creator, Oscar winner John Logan, is returning as writer and executive producer for the sequel. Quote, Penny dreadful city of angels will have a social conscious and historical awareness that we chose not to explore in Penny dreadful London storylines. He said in a statement, we will now be grappling with specific, specific historical and real world, political, religious, social, and racial issues. As always in the world of Penny dreadful, there are no heroes or villains in this world, only protagonists and antagonists, complicated and conflicted characters living on the fulcrum of moral choice. Production on City of Angels is expected to kick off soon. Gentlemen, red light, green light, the kickoff of uh, Penny Dreadful's City of Angels. So it's the cult of Satan versus the cult of death. Saint Death? Yes. Okay. Um, in Los Angeles in the 1930s. Yes. Okay. Making sure I got all the finer points there. My knee-jerk reaction was red light because I couldn't get through Penny Dreadful. I just... It, it, it's a bit dry. It's dreadful? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, but this is not a well-trod on territory. This is interesting. So I'm going to give it a green light because they've found a topic. They found a way to dive into that that's different. I mean, I well, the 30s, so I assume eventually they're going to get into the, if they keep pushing it through, like into the Zoot Zoot riots and stuff. So that, that could be interesting. Throw back a bottle of beer. Yeah. If they're going to be socially conscious, they'll have to go there. Right. So that'll be interesting. Because, <clears throat> I mean, that's what's going on in the 30s in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It's huge racial tensions. Yeah. Um, if they're mindful, you know, they said they're drawing from Mexican-American folklore. So if they're mindful of what they're doing, the, that should actually be kind of cool. So I'm a green light. Same. I like that time period. Yeah, green light. Uh, green light too. I liked I liked the first season of Penny Dreadful. I wasn't really able to move forward with it after that. You know, I just 
I fell off after a couple episodes. It just didn't yeah. capture See, me. Yeah, same all. thing here. I was I, I probably got through eight. Some it seemed people, like it'd be something I'd like. Right. And, I, and it seemed like somebody really up my island. I think I got five, six, seven, eight episodes in and like eh. Well, I think it's the completionist to me. It's like I had to tough out the, the, the first season just to see. I mean, overall, I mean it wasn't great, but it was good. Okay. And I mean, yeah, it's very dry. So I can understand why the, you know, you two didn't make it through, but uh I I actually think the premise of this new one sounds a lot better. So, yeah. As much as I didn't care for that first one. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one's capturing me, too. I'm going to throw some money behind this one, too. Green light. All right, but this is the last chance, Penny Dreadful. You don't catch me on this one. I'm done with you. That was unanimous. Yeah, it was. Completely green. All right, maybe this one. Let's see how we see about this one. This is Lawrence Fishburne has signed on to star in and executive produce the upcoming paranormal series, Redelshem. Gesundheit. Thank you. (laughs) The series is inspired by a series of incidents that took place in the U.S. on a U.S. airbase near the British village of Rendlesham, where in 1980 there was suspected UFO activity. Mm -hmm. The incidents have been dubbed by some as Britain's Roswell. Fishbird will play Tyrone, a retired American airman stationed at the U.S. base during the Cold War. Tyrone returns to the area with his wife Carol and son Brock to visit Carol's dying father, where he is forced to revisit events that have haunted him his whole life. Fishburne will executive produce alongside his producing partner Helen Sugland through their Cinema Gypsy banner. I'm going to green light this. I like that source material. Rendlesham. Yep. Green light from the executive Matt. How about the rest of you? Yeah. X-Files with uh, Larry Fishburne in Britain. That's, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. yeah. So green, green light. Green light? Okay. Yeah, green light. Hmm. I'm going to red light it. Nothing, nothing grabbed me there. No, nah, nothing. Nothing made me go, eh. Do you not know the story of that whole that yeah, airbase I know there? the basic, but this is still, it's just like, eh. Meh. See, he had lunch with one of the aliens from that, yeah. and uh, <laughs> he's just upset he didn't get to draw caricatures for this one like mm-hmm. he did with uh, Project right, Blue Project Book. Blue oh, okay. Book. That's right. I wanted to distract All right, my so that one Project was... Blue Book, which I haven't watched yet. I, I'm kind of with Andy on this one. It doesn't really grab me. I, I don't know if I'm just like like vampires. I'm kind of tired of the uh, the alien abduction thing. It's not abduction. It isn't? What is it? Roswell. Oh, that like the, the, the story. The, the the thing has nothing to do with abductions. You worked on Roswell. You know exactly what it is. What? They're teenagers in high school. No, <sighs> oh. that's the Roswell I worked on. <laughs> Jesus. Except they weren't teenagers when you were working on it, right? No, I like for real. No one is a teenager in yeah. those goddamn shows. Yeah, I know. Of course not. The only goddamn teen show with teenagers in it. Degrassi, that is it. That's all you get. Well, that's because it's Canada. They can do that. The exactly. There. Yeah, they can do that. Yeah. yeah. There's no laws about child labor in Canada. Yeah. Yes, there is. <laughs> well, well, not good ones. Then <laughs> <laughs> explain Alanis Morissette. I, I love that I'm no the one, one that said yes. There is, and, and Matt's just that's like, fine. Yeah. Take it over. Go ahead. <laughs> I was expecting Matt to go. Uh, actually. <laughs> Even though Andy and I weren't so behind it, it's still greenlit. By that's the right. Three out of five. If you knew the backstory of that, you'd greenlit it. You'd greenlit it. Yeah. Don't give away the ending. Oh, I remember hearing. Uh, yeah. So things about. 
Yeah, I mean, the Kubitas of pitch is bad, but and, and a lot of times these are. Yeah, because they're very. They don't want to give a whole lot about the plot. They just want to give you a flavor. So that that there is that. All right, how about this one? Red light, green light. Grant Morrison, the comic book writer and playwright who's behind such titles as Batman Arkham Asylum and All-Star Batman, will be adapting one of his long-running comic series for television. According to Variety, the deal comes as part of Morrison's overall deal with Universal Cable Productions, which has him creating new content for the company's host of networks and streaming services. First up, published under DC's vertical imprint, Morrison's The Invisibles. Ran from 1994 to 2000. Set in the year 2020, the story followed a cell of the Invisible College, a highly secretive organization that fought off forces of oppression through a combination of magic, meditation, time travel, and good old-fashioned violence. Taking place across multiple times and dimensions, it's packed full of techno-magic goodness. Morrison's The Invisibles. Red light... Green light. Green light. I'm also a green light. Yeah, I'm a green light. Pretty much anything Morrison is attached to. That's this how, how this is going to be a hard one to adapt. It's Morrison. They're all hard to yeah. adapt. So, I, yeah, I don't know anything about the the source material, but uh, sounds interesting. Why not green light? No, it's another full green. Ron Bourne. Yeah. I like it. A green for Grant. A green for oh, Grant. Uh, the book, by I the way, hated was, that book. The the book, by the way, was it's my pet goat f- or the pet goat. Was the uh, 9/11 book. That's what he was reading. The Pet Goat. Green for Grant is the sequel to Flowers for Algernon. Uh, Did they ever do another Grant con out here? Remember they had that Grant Morrison con out here? I barely remember. Wow. I didn't know. I don't know anything about it anymore. It was like a complete ego stroke. It was just all about Grant Morrison. (laughs) I just remember the audacity. We talked about it on the show. I just remember it was like the audacity. It was just Wasn't he throwing it too? Yeah. yeah, and 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 like the tickets were ridiculously high That's priced. Right? Oh my god, I forgot all about it. It was so stupid. <laughs> wow, I still like him, but man, that was dumb. Yeah, yeah. Andy Con would have been much better. Yes, you get sushi at that con. Yeah, absolutely. All and right, you, and, you and a free caricature. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> you just gave him a heart attack. You just gave him a heart attack. <laughs> You can't even shake your head because it's true. <laughs> Look at you. I'm, I'm, my hat is off to a bad hat. All right, how about this one? Red light, green light. An all-new series in development at the CW. Nope. Based on the monster comic series The Survivors Club. Jared Frieder of MTV's Sweet Slash Vicious is writing and executive producing the new series, which follows the lives of Jason and Jennifer. Twins who in childhood barely escaped the demonic possession that claimed their mother's life and essentially defined their adult identities. The world of the Survivors Club is one in which monsters and dark fears from the movies are real and people who've been scared by childhood near misses with the forces of evil find either in adulthood, find each other in adulthood to do battle against it. The comic debuted for Vertigo in 2015 from the creative team of Lauren Bukes, Dale, Hevels- Harv- <laughs> Dale Halverson, and Ryan Kelly. Survivors Club. People tacked as kids can getting together as adults to fight them. Can you read the monsters thing again? Monsters from uh, the movies and stuff? Or why? 
Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. I got to find have it. Have a Hoover, have a spa. So basically, Friday the 13th Dream Warriors. World of Survivors Club, which monsters and dark fears from the movies are real, and people who have been scared by childhood near misses with the forces of evil find each other in adulthood to do battle against hmm. it all. I wonder what IP they have in mind. Monsters from movies, like, what are we talking about? Like, Monster Squad. Is, I, is, I, I, is, I don't think it's monsters from specific movies. Right. I think that's... I think it's werewolves and vampires and ghosts yeah. and, ex and, and so just, demonic possession. Yeah. Gen- oh, my. All right, the generic. Okay. Just, sure. Oh, wow. Red from my studio. Yeah. Not back in this one. No. Didn't didn't talk to you. No. No. Jeff? Yeah, I'm not so sure either. I'll yeah, give I'm going to give it red. I'll give it a green. I'm picturing a dark Scooby-Doo. It's on the CW. <laughs> it's not going to be that. I don't know. CW's... Got some hits under their belt now. Yeah, that's they've, true. They've got the Berlantiverse. Riverdale is doing gangbusters, and that has a dark edge to it. You got about three weeks to watch it. Right, if you <clears> want to catch up. Uh, then, of course, they got Teen Wolf and Vampire Diaries. And I mean, they're they're. I thought bit... Teen Wolf was on MTV. Vampire Diaries was on CW. You're right. I think you're right. I think it, Teen Wolf might have been on MTV. But either way, that that got quite a following yeah. and even though it's it's a little you know teen romantic it's also a bit pretty dark yeah, i was gonna say there's other like teen oriented series on there that i couldn't tell you what they are or what they're about but people just rant about them you know i think what puts me over the green light on this one is the fact that it looking at a cdw based monster series where these people are adults and not in teen thing. They 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 were scarred as kids, and now as adults they find each other and do this. And that since it's not in that CW teen land, I'm in. The there more, you go. The more flashbacks, the less you're gonna like it. Uh, no, I think I'm gonna need a lot of flashbacks. Yeah. I I, I want that's, that. that's more teens. No, the, I didn't say, say teens. Kids. Oh, kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. So even if they do flashback. I don't do fake kids. I like Degrassi, man. Degrassi, real kids. Dealing with the issues real, of the time. Real Canadian slave labor. <laughs> real t- real issues. Do I have a- it's that socialism, man. It'll get you. Do I have time for one more? I have time for one more. Sure so, you do. That's how they can afford the uh, health care. Child <laughs> slave labor. Is that how it works? Matt? Sure. Okay. <laughs> My first job, I was at a um, sweatshop. Yeah, what'd you make? Sweat. <laughs> sweat. Yeah. Sweat. Uh, we made the Make America Great Again hats. And we oh, wow. You were pressing. <laughs> wow, you knew what was going to happen. You didn't warn us. Well, no, the Canadians have been wanting us to make America great again for about 40 years now. <laughs> Boy, did that backfire. And it was, it was Make America Great Again, eh? <laughs> Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. A red light, green light. Disney is producing a documentary series that will focus on Walt Disney Imagineering and take viewers behind the scenes of the division of the company that's responsible for everything we see in the Disney theme parks. The series will include, quote, stories we've never really told before and images we have never shared, unquote. The new docuseries will be available to watch on Disney Plus, their streaming service, and will launch sometime 
next year. This hurts me. This hurts. I so want to green light this. Ooh. But Ooh. it's on a streaming service I do not like. Red. Wow. It hurts so because I want to see that back. Yeah, know, that sounds really interesting. And you had me up until you said Disney Plus. Now I'm like, mm. I'll balance all bats and I'll give it a green, even though it's on a streaming service. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a green so I can watch it and then tell Matt all about it. This has my biggest fucking green stamp I own. This is a show tailored for me. I mean, it sounds fantastic. I mean, I love, I love the segments where they've you're in the same boat. Imagineers. You know, in documentaries in the past, and they talk about how they developed things and how they figured out, you know, well, you know, we can't make it too perfect, so we have to make it look somewhat realistic by making it move imperfectly, etc. That stuff, kind of stuff that they talk about, it just it fascinates me. But this, what was that? This <laughs> is the show. Was Jungle Love. <laughs> this is the oh, show oh, oh, yeah. that yeah. is going to push me over the edge to get Disney Plus. If this kind of show and others like it. If they're exploring things about their parks, I mean, sure, I'm on board with Star Wars. I'm on board with the Marvel stuff. Great. I'm on board with the old Disney stuff. Great. But it's the park stuff that's going to push me over the edge. So big fucking green stamp. Take my money, Disney. So you're the one that's not decided yet, right? I guess green. You'll be be able to watch it. Todd's going to get it. So, uh, Disney, if you do the behind the scenes of Galaxy's Edge and put it on the streaming service, guess who's going to buy, well, end up with about like six months worth of streaming service membership. (laughs) Right. So get on it, guys. All right. You know what? No. Let's go crazy. We'll do one more. You, you madman. I'm, I'm, I'm nuts today. Andy's tired. He Let's wants go to go crazy. to sleep. I got sushi on the Let's brain. Go nuts. Going. Let's get nuts. Get nuts. Five year. A new series based on the five years before a meteor comes and wipes out humanity comes from Kirkman Skybound Entertainment, and it will tackle the wor- a world right before everything gets turned upside down pre-apocalypse. It'll truly be global. International deals are in place for Korea, the UK, Latin America, Germany, India, Russia, China, and Italy, all of which will aim to have intensely localized versions of the five-season show. Quote, working on year five is an exceptional experience because it gives us the opportunity to see how writers and directors across the world tell different stories with the same core ingredients, Kirkman said. Whether these shows tell the same story or act as storylines representing their countries inside of an overall plot is murky as of now. Quote, we couldn't possibly pass up the opportunity to work on a truly innovative project that blends multiple local productions seamlessly into a story as it happens globally, said Peter Maselli, one of E1's chief strategy officers of film and TV. That could mean that to truly experience all of five year, a viewer would at best be multilingual and at worst willing to read a lot of subtitles. Can do. Whether a global audience will have access to every iteration of the show will likely depend on distribution deals landed by the two production companies. So, five year. Sounds nuts. That's the end of the the pitch? That's the pitch. Do they know the meteor is coming? Yes. Doesn't say that anymore. (laughs) 
That makes a very <laughs> that big would difference. Be fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, just like a regular show. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> just like a yeah. just like a teen show. Yeah. The kids, you know, going to school so and what the there's fuck? no ticking bomb. It's just like <laughs> any show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, green light. Like they run reruns <laughs> of other shows. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah, yeah green light on that sounds this cool. Series finale is the m- meteor shows up and destroys the world. What the hell is? Oh, boom! Yeah, yeah there you go. Mm-hmm. What's that streaking through the sky? Oh shit! Andy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> green light. Naked with sushi. <laughs> Why not? If you're wearing light. sushi, it's not naked. Matt. <laughs> I'll give the green light. I'll give the green light. Let's see if it works. Yeah, God, they just processed it. It's crazy. It just might work. We we need another T-shirt now. I love this idea. It's not naked. If oh, it's, I'm, it's a T-shirt that's just flesh colored with sushi. On it. I'll have to look into how I can make that happen. I know how you can make it happen, Jeff. We'll talk after the show. Oh yeah, that's right. So yes, big fat green light. I want to. I would watch the show even if it didn't have the international component. The asteroid is heading to the Earth. Nothing we can do about it. It's happening in five years. What's the? Uh, there was was it a movie? The the sure. uh, the the um. Everybody knows Frank the world's going to yeah. end. Well, there was a TV show, not, not, and not, there were a not, couple different movies. No, I, I'm not talking about meteors. I'm talking about they know the. I'm sure of it. I don't know what the MacGuffin was, but no, wasn't it? Uh, there it was a meteorite. Simon Pegg movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not Simon. I know he's talking about. It's one of the celebrities in it where the there's they're celebrities playing themselves. Everybody in it. knows the world is going to end. They got like 24 hours a week. I can't remember. We've talked about it. You're giving me that fucking your you don't know look. I don't know. You read it off of that piece of paper. A year ago. All I know is I want this show greenlit. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to see, okay, how does Korean television deal with this story? How mm-hmm. does Russian television, Indian television? Right. Uh, you ca- I want to see other variants of the same story. I know how the U.S. version goes because I watched it. Now, how does it w- play out in friggin' China, but Italy? M- more importantly, everybody's fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like crazy, man. Yeah, that's why you watch the Italy version because you know it's going to be a little more graphic. Wow. Yeah. And the, the Mexican weather report version. Mm-hmm. What piece of sushi do you choose? Write to us. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Right. That's not sushi. Careful. And until next week, <laughs> I am Master Torgo. A grossed out 80s Jeff. Can't grab it with the top sticks. Fact. Shrinkage. Fact check. It's Andy. cold. <laughs> <laughs> May believe not. And we'll talk to you next week at Geek. A I'm thousand points. You. A thousand points of Death Guard ready and waiting for you. I thought you were going to say a thousand points of light. <laughs> <laughs> thousand points of light. Nope. <laughs> so, so, so this is my Warhammer goals right now. I am hoping, hoping that by July. This is the end. There you go. Thank you. No, no, I'm still talking. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> That's it's not the end. I'm still going. Rim shot. Rich sushi. Yes, sushi. Wasabi make you cry.